Well, we are back with another podcast episode of the Rise and Thrive show. We're here to try to rise and thrive no matter what, right, Mary? No matter what. Yeah. Find the higher ground. Find yeah. the best me. Find the best me on this day. Yeah. And I'm happy to see you because it's been a while. We've You've been on a trip. I went on a little trip. We kind of didn't. It's been a few days since we've had a chance to record and to talk with each other. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. And I'm came back feeling pretty groovy, pretty oh, relaxed, that's wonderful. Crushed. And and where were you? What were you up to? I went to Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, where I grew up, and my parents lived there, and my sister and her husband lived there. And and my husband and I went and just had a quick visit. Hmm. And it was lovely. It was low-key. Um, it had been a while since Matt had seen my parents, and so that was really great. And everybody's doing well and um, it was fun and it, it was fun and different to just break out of the norm. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. And it was fun to have different scenery <laughs> and See something else. Yeah. And yes. to just sort of start beginning to think, okay, maybe we're going to get out of this pandemic. Um, maybe um, Matt and I both got COVID tests before we went, which were negative. We've mm-hmm. both been fully vaccinated and boosted and, you know, we're doing everything we can. And so that, that was a little less worrisome than I've, I've taken other trips that have been more worrisome about mm, that. So right. a little more breathing room. Yeah. What about you? Where did you, what, what were you up to? Well, I went on a kind of a combination of spiritual retreat and vacay with Ooh. friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the perfect hybrid for me because um, I don't really want to go on vacation and look at stuff and not know, not know people where I'm going. It's, oh, I don't okay. know. So you bring I, your I, people with you. I, bring my, I, I bring my favorite people to a room. We get a really nice place. Anyway, I I'm in this group, um, this spiritual circle that I handpicked the individuals a good 15 years ago. Uh, and we've been meeting as a spiritual support group for 15 years. We meet about, oh, wow. five, yeah, we meet about six times a year. Two of those times are overnights and um, in nice places. And it's, it's absolutely delicious. I feel like this is one of my, my personal life successes that I created a group for myself because <laughs> I never belonged to groups when I was young. I was a weirdo and I didn't have any groups and it wasn't in groups in junior high. And I was always kind of on the edges of things, but you know, when I grew up, and I was teaching classes and spiritual things every year in my long program, there'd be one or two individuals who I was like, I love you. I want to learn from you. You are awesome. You are masterful. I want to, I want to learn from you. I would, I'm, so I, I put together, I picked handpicked like some of my favorite people after about five years and, and ran a special class <laughs> for mm-hmm. them. And at the end of it, we turned into a, a group that I could join and sit down like a peer. And I trained everyone up and how I had been, you know, leading your circle. So it's really juicy and it's great. So now I'm, I have a group, I have a group and um, we, we meditate every morning and we cook up a storm and we go to the beach. Uh, one of us has a house on the Gulf and we go to the beach and, and make sculptures and, and we hang out. And this time we had a lot of storytelling. So I'm kind of going on and on because I came back bubbly. I oh, came back all bubbly. So great. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too. And I, I, the idea of having a group, it's because some people have book clubs or they have different 
know, they have different people that they know over a long period of time. And that can be so lovely because it's, it's like a baseline for yourself. You know, you're going Mm -hmm. through ups, you're going through downs. They sort of witness you. Um, The thing that I really like about a spiritual group is that there's also sort of some parameters around how you are with each other and how you support each other. And it's very consciously um, cultivated in that way. Right. And what your purposes are. mm -hmm. And also everyone was all trained up in the mastery tools. So Mm -hmm. everyone knows how to use their will and intention and how to practice unconditional love and forgiveness and, and intuition and creativity. I mean, when everyone is, uh, well-practiced in Mm. the the cool stuff that keeps our consciousness high and can be there for each other. So, yeah. And we, and we have, you know, we've seen a few weddings, we've seen a a few, two funerals um, and uh, you know, lots of, lots of life passages happening in -hmm. in 15 years. And it's really good to, to feel that, that web Mm -hmm. of community. So so that's wow. what I did. I went and hung out in this lovely beach home with uh, seven other people. And uh, we did all the things, all the favorite things. And and I liked it. It was kind of yummy. It's almost like, a, you know how book club is? Book clubs are groups that are thinking about something together. They're, they got right. a focus. They got a topic. So we had two topics. <laughs> it was fun. Over uh, dinner after at, at dessert. We, we did storytelling and one or two people would tell stories of something wild and risky I have done in my life uh, that I, that could have been stupid, but I'm glad I did it. So, oh, wow. Right. Yeah. It was kind of a, you know, <laughs> juicy topic. And the things we found out about each other were hilarious. I mean, we couldn't even imagine this person, you know, when they're younger being this person who is like the soul of integrity and in AA for 20 years, who can't imagine the stupid things that they were doing when they were young and they were telling the story so funny. So that was a lot of laughter and you're kidding me. And then, um, and then we moved over to our sitting circle where you have a little kind of simple altar and we light the candle. And then we told um, stories and thoughts about mortality. Mm. We, we told stories around about somebody's good death process or um, mm. about what, what do I believe? We asked each person of us, what do you think is going to happen when you die? And we had never asked ourselves each other that question. And what an important question, yeah. you know, and we we learned so much by asking those two questions, the silly one about who were you when you were young and stupid? Like, yeah. Tell us a story. Tell us a story about you being young and stupid. And and what do you think is going to happen when when it's your time? So it was it was rich. It was just rich and good. Oh, it sounds wonderful, Mary. I'm so glad you had that experience. And and to get to do that when you're um, on a beach, too, looking out over the ocean and and then building sculptures in the sand, like you said, you did. It's, it's just, that sounds just heavenly. It was delicious. And yeah, it's kind of the sculpture, the sculpture we did this year was an octopus. We did a great big octopus Mm. and it was kind of symbolic too of our group because there's eight of us Mm. and we've been together long enough and we are like smooth enough in our practices with each other that we're kind of like an octopus. (laughs) It's kind of like we're one, one thing in the group with eight arms you know, and it was, uh, so that was kind of cool. And I hardly did any, I was, I was, this is the great thing about the group for me too, is I could 
really be myself. And the day that everybody was building the octopus on the beach, I was having a sensitivity attack. Do you ever have those? Uh, yeah. Where what you just is... like feel like I I, I got to go away and get under a blanket and oh, just be yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. I just, I had a sensitivity attack and like the sand was hurting my feet and the, yeah, everything was bothering me. And I, I couldn't think and I was tired and I, I just excused myself and curled up for a while and, and oh, nice. everybody, you know, accepted me and checked in a little bit, but yeah. oh, that's great. At the end of the day, they said, here, here, Mayor, just put, put one thing on there. Go ahead, go ahead, honey, put one thing on the octopus sculpture. And so I looked around, picked up an interesting fish bone and put it in just the right place. And everyone said, good job, Mayor. Right. So you participated <laughs> in, in the way that felt right for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one little it, bone. <laughs> I don't know about you, but whenever I get away, I often, you know, it, it just causes some different reflections. And it sounds like you did that together with your group. And you know, you just have different insights about, about things. And I had that too. And I always, you know, I make sure I have a book or something that I'm taking on an airplane. And so then Mm -hmm. that's my part of my companionship. And I'm reading the book called the body keeps the score. Oh, you know that book? And I've heard that title. Yeah. It's about trauma and healing trauma. And I shoot, I forgot the name of the guy who wrote it, but Um, It's very popular. It's been on the bestseller list Mm -hmm. for years and I just had never gotten around to reading it. So I was reading that and really appreciating how he is presenting the information. Um, He's a psychiatrist and he started in the, in the seventies and eighties. So in addition to his own experience and, and knowledge that grew as he pursued this field of helping um, he also could kind of give a context around how ideas have changed, what was sort of status quo understandings back then. And of course, with trauma, it wasn't until the era of Vietnam veterans that there was even a name for it with post-traumatic stress. Oh, right. So right. I, I've been, I've been learning about that and it's very, it's pretty sciencey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to remember this. Good. <laughs> science is good. We want yeah. science. Yeah. But um, I'm making my way through that. And, um, yeah, then I was, I had, I did have one insight. It's kind of a random insight, but I love to share it with you. Cause it was yeah. like my little aha from my trip. Go ahead. Be random. Well, when, and I've told you in the past about my eye treatments, which people don't Are like traumatic. to hear about it. People don't like to hear about it. Cause it's kind of like, Ugh, you know? yeah, they're traumatic. Yeah. It's a, okay. I'll just say it quickly. It's a shot in the eye that I get to help help with a problem. So, right. I have to have one of those coming up and I was telling my family about it and they were like, well, you know, are you getting better? Is it working? The treatments, are they working? And I said, well, yeah. I mean, the point of it was the treatments that I'm getting are so that I don't lose vision. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of like holding on to what you have and not having further problems that, that with an injury to the retina that helps that would cause vision loss. Mm -hmm. And the way that that perception works is your eyes just kind of fill it in. Like, I don't notice that I have a little blind spot in my eye Mm, or mm -hmm. in my field of vision. The only time I notice it is when I go to the eye doctor and I have to read the chart. And then there's like this space that I can't, I can't see it. And it's like, it's so weird. It's so weird. And I was, I compensates. Yeah. It fills in the perception. I was, I was explaining that to my parents and my sister and, 
um, it sort of dawned on me, well, that is sort of what a blind spot is. Like when we have a blind spot, we don't know that we have a blind spot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because we have been filling in the story with some other thought or excuse or idea. Yeah. So if I were to say to you that we actually have a blind spot. Yeah. If if somebody says to you, well, do you have a blind spot? You'd say, well, no, I don't have a blind spot. Of course not. I can't. I don't see it. I don't see a blind spot. (laughs) And I just thought, oh, that's so interesting because we do. We all have blind spots. And then we become aware of them. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. 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 So I just, I like that. And I like the fact that um, I'm learning about vision and I'm learning about perception and I'm learning about um, how I perceive the world and how it can be impacted by all these different things. So Hmm. yeah, that was my little aha. (laughs) Yeah. Do you find that when you travel, even if you're traveling to a familiar place that your, your brain kind of gets ready for some kind of new idea or insight or experience? Uh, Totally, totally. And I, you know, in these times of the pandemic still going on, I I wondered, oh, uh, you know, are we going to witness some altercation on the plane or, you know, you're hearing about that so much and everything was smooth sailing. So, you know, you go on a trip and you want to be a good guest and want to be kind of orderly about where your stuff is and how you're handling yourself. But inevitably something comes up that, that I find, oh, that's, that's uh, unexpected or, you know, especially like driving around my home, you know, where I grew up and strangely too, my parents live in a house that is right next door to the house that I grew up in. Oh, really? Yeah. So I can look out the window and see the other house. And then it, it's all invariably I'll have some memories of something in childhood or something, you know, that was exciting or happy or embarrassing or sad. And then I'll get the chance as an adult, as the adult I am now, and the person who is, you know, a student of self-mastery to just look at it and look at it in a new way. And Interesting. I, yeah. It's almost like a, a Rorschach blot for your, yeah. for your mind, for your psyche around like, what is this shape of this familiar house going to make yeah. me think about today? What's going to come present from my memory bank? And what does that mean about yeah. what I'm learning yeah. or, or what I've attained? So I had a few of those, but um, for the most part, I'm a pretty content person. And I'm, you know, when you're with family and you, especially going through the pandemic where it's like, oh, thank goodness we can do this. Thank goodness we can be together. Thank goodness they're here, you know, and sort of like it puts it puts me in in a frame of, OK, count what's good. Count your blessings, mm-hmm. count what's working. And yeah, I felt I felt good about that. Mm, nice. Well, I'm glad you're back. Glad yeah, I'm you back. too. I'm glad uh, you uh, you seem serene, and uh, I found my bubbly again. Very <laughs> good. To, yeah, you have to renew the bubbly every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you seem you seem like you're in a good place too. So I'm glad you had a good trip, and uh, it was fun hearing about it. Yeah, and I don't know who's listening to us today. Who's hanging out with us today? But we're just reminding you that you're wonderful and. Mm-hmm. This too shall pass mm-hmm. all the things. And Aaron and I are part of the upward trend in this um, society that's giving a nod to everyone with goodwill. And yes. We're so glad that you tuned in. 
And we're committing um, so to that. So kind yeah. of assuming you're doing some of that too. I think I so. Bet you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll see you next time. Sounds great. Thanks, Mary.